Blog Talk Radio. Listen to their struggles as they turn them into triumphs. In a city full of challenges, they only search for victory, and nothing will hold them back. These are their stories, so sit back, relax, and welcome to their city. Wrestle City Radio. And I want to say thank you to everyone who's been tuning in for the last couple of weeks and tonight of uh, supporting us here at Russell City Radio. I want to send out a big thank you from everyone from our behind the scenes team to myself. We thank you very much for your support. And we have a great show here lined up for you today. As a matter of fact, we'll be debuting a brand new segment to you, the listeners, known as. 15 minutes of fandom uh, as we give you the platform, the fans, a actual interview here on our show where we get to know you as a fan and also find out how you became a wrestling fan and so on and so forth. Of course, we get to speak with you also about your favorite segments and uh, and so on. So, guys, welcome to Russell City Radio. I have a couple, uh, you know, topics to speak with you about. But first and foremost, I want to let you know we are loaded with one of our biggest guests to date. I am talking about one half of the amazing Gulags, and he is a, the brother of the WWE superstar Drew Gulak, known as the 205 Live superstar, trying to make a better 205 Live, Drew Gulak. I'm talking about we are going to be welcoming Mr. Rory Gulak here on the show here today, and we are looking forward to speaking with him about his career, about tag teaming with his brother uh, as the amazing Gulak's getting to come into the business together with his brother and see how he... uh, how he did with the WWE tryout that he just recently had. Uh, So we'll be talking about so much with him uh, in just a few moments. And then also, the first member of the 15 Minutes of Fandom, we're going to have Kathy on the line right after the interview with Rory Gulak. So we are looking forward to both those interviews here today. Now, guys, the two topics that I basically want to talk about is, of course, the one thing that's going around now, now that uh, Brock Lesnar showed his face in the octagon this past weekend in the UFC pay-per-view, when Daniel Cormier, uh, Cormier, sorry, uh, beat Stipe uh, for the UFC Heavyweight Championship in one of the most shocking wins 
of the century. Uh, Ronda Rousey actually went as far as saying that Daniel Cormier is the best in the world currently right now in the UFC. Uh, one would differ, but that's just me. I want to go ahead and say Daniel Cormier and Brock Lesnar are going to go head-to-head, as Daniel Cormier has already mentioned many times that his next fight will be against Brock Lesnar. As a matter of fact, there has been different uh, you know, rumors and, of course, images circulating around saying that Brock Lesnar will be going against Cormier in November, but even the UFC is mentioning that Brock Lesnar would not have a fight until January of 2019, so time will tell uh, what will happen there. Uh, now, guys, a lot of people are saying that Corbier has no chance against uh, Brock Lesnar just for the reason that the size difference and strength. Guys, look at the size difference when it came to Stipe and Daniel Cormier. And Cormier didn't just win by uh, decision nor anything else. He won by knocking out Stipe in what is said to be one of the most shocking knockouts in UFC history, as Stipe is a new generation of heavyweight, and uh, he knocked him out. So this should be a very, very interesting story, but I will say this. It will be almost like a David and Goliath war when Brock Lesnar goes up against Cormier, uh, whether it be in November or January. Now, guys, another thing that you guys are pretty much you know, upset about is basically Brock Lesnar not defending his Universal Championship, possibly not even at SummerSlam. Uh, guys, I will say this. I said this on my partner show, The Roman Show. Brock Lesnar is almost like the next Hulk Hogan. No, I'm not trying to say that he is in the same category as Hulk Hogan. I am just saying that they are looking at him as the next Hulk Hogan in the sense of he is the box office attraction for Monday Night Raw right now. Now, you might ask, how do you compare Brock Lesnar to that situation. Well, back in the 1990s, 1980s, you will rarely see Hogan show up on the TV shows like Wrestling Challenge or Wrestling Superstars and defend his championship. Uh, you would uh, see him only mainly in pay-per-views, uh, and those pay-per-views were, what, once every three, four months. So basically, you know, with that being said, is almost the same treatment that we're getting with Brock Lesnar, as Brock Lesnar is not on every TV show. Yes, it's a bigger, you know, um, span as far as Hulk Hogan comparing to Brock, but you have to see that is a comparison that Brock Lesnar is just doing what Hogan did back in the 1980s, 1990s. I know it's a different time now, but basically that is the way I'm seeing it. Uh, if you were growing up during the 1980s, 1990s, I'm pretty sure you would understand what I'm trying to say when it comes to this, you know, comparing apples to oranges. No, do I do I consider this almost like a slap in the face to wrestling fans? Not really, because when you think about it, when they announced Brock Lesnar uh, to come out to defend his championship, what's the one thing that happens? Everyone gives a big standing ovation or people stand up and say, oh, my God, it's finally time. So it, it's proven. It, the proof is in the pudding, folks, uh, as far as 
announcing Brock Lesnar as the main event attraction, not for every show, not for every other show, but once every time they have a chance to book him. Uh, now, what do I think is going to happen with the Universal Championship? I'm not sure, especially because it might not be that he will defend the championship at SummerSlam. Guys, Vince McMahon, Triple H, all Stephanie McMahon, all of them are in that position for a reason. I'm pretty sure they will come up with a business plan to actually think uh, to give and to provide the wrestling fans the championship, especially with Braun Strowman being the now the monster in the bank when it comes to the Raw division. So time will tell what happens when it comes to that title and everything that will happen going forward with the Universal Championship. Only time will tell. I just want to say guys enjoy the ride while you're doing it be a fan don't don't complain don't whine don't uh say this or that enjoy the ride that is why we are watching it to be entertained uh and watch them sacrifice their bodies for what they do for us so guys again just enjoy the ride and boo cheer but don't complain just support uh, so guys, now it's time. Let's go ahead. We're, it's a little early, but let's go ahead and reach out to our guest of the evening. I'm talking about non, the amazing Rory Gulak. Let's go ahead and reach out. Hi, you reached the voicemail of Roy Gulak. Okay, I'm okay, yeah, da, 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 da. I don't want you name. hearing any of this. Okay, so we did not get Roy Gulak on the line. Uh, give us a second, as this is live radio, so just give us a couple minutes, and maybe we could get him the next time around. Okay, we are going to try one more time as I'm reaching out to actually one of his uh, our booking agent here on our Russell City Radio, uh, Mr. Remy, uh, that does help us behind the scenes when it comes to our guests. Uh, so let's see what I could find out. I'm waiting on the green light to go ahead and give a call back to Mr. Rory Gulak. Until then... Uh, let's go ahead and talk more. Uh, as far as 205 Live, guys, I was actually enjoying 205 Live just a minute ago, uh, and I noticed one thing, that there is a certain person, Leo Rush, who decided, or not decided, he doesn't decide anything, but basically that kind of jumped over the NXT uh, time and went straight into 205 Live. And a lot of people are saying, like, how did he not, not go through, you know, NXT first? Guys, if you haven't heard yet, right now Triple H is uh, the creative writer for both 205 Live and NXT. So there you go. That is how that happened. Basically, Triple H is 
fixing of the Tool of Life brand. As you can obviously tell when it comes to faster pace action and better quality matches, uh, you are actually seeing better storylines, better characters. We even see a new change in Noam Dar uh, being more serious instead of that pimp that we saw him uh, last year when he was doing his stint with Alicia Fox. So, guys, 205 Live is changing. No pun intended, Drew Gulak. Uh, I know you're on a mission to make a better 205 Live. But basically, yes, they are in a change uh, in the 205 Live brand for the better, and it's getting better every week, including even seeing Buddy Murphy in that brand. Uh, Buddy Murphy has been killing it for weeks on that brand as well uh, with some stellar, stellar matches, including with... Mustafa Ali last week in that no disqualification match that practically stole the show. That is another topic we will be talking to uh, with Rory Gulak about when it comes to the all these high-flying actions. Uh, that's another topic that has actually been passed around in the independent wrestling scene today, uh, saying that there is too much high-risk taking place with not too much fans or not too much uh, prize at the end of that. We're going to talk to Rory about that as far as him being in some of the fastest paced action rings before uh, and that never before. Like he's been part of Shikara. He's part of CCW. Uh, he's been part of the independent wrestling scene for a very long time. And he's been able to see the independent wrestling scene evolutionize. So we're going to be talking to Rory as far as that is also concerned. Again, I'm just waiting on the green light to go ahead and give him a call back. <clears throat> okay, so basically our agent is going to be checking on that. So we are holding, for again, for Rory Gulak. Uh, we do apologize, folks, for this. Uh, this is live radio. So we are just waiting on the green light on that. Uh, so as we are talking about that, I want to go ahead and even talk about other things, including Extreme Rules coming this Sunday. Uh, this Sunday, folks, is Extreme Rules with the returning tag team of Team Hell No. A lot of people are actually saying that they're looking forward to this return of the team more than any other match in the show. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and kind of like go the other way and say that, yes, Team Hell No is pretty much one of the main factors of the show, but but I will say this, uh, I'm more into AJ Styles and Rusev uh, coming up this coming Sunday as I feel like that title shot was pretty much – well-deserved by now uh, as far as him going for the championship. Uh, let's go ahead. As a matter of fact, I just got, again, the green light to go ahead and give a call to Rory Gulak. Let's go ahead and give it a try.
Hi, you reached the voicemail of Roy's Lewis. I'm not going to take your call right now. But if you leave your name, your number, I am not letting no one hear his voicemail. Or at least I'm hoping it goes over. No, 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 no. I'm not. There we go. All right. I apologize for that, folks. Uh, I I just don't believe in letting the fans hear a voicemail. So, guys, what I'm actually going to do, I'm actually going to skip. Okay, sorry about that. I'm actually going to skip Rory Gulak, and I'm going to go forward, and I'm going to give a call to our fan, our fan, Kathy, uh, and introduce this newest segment known as 15 Minutes of Fandom. So let's go ahead and reach out. Wait, wait a minute. I just got an update. Okay, sorry. I did not get an update. Guys, this is basically live radio, so I do not do any pre-recorded anything. So this is live radio, and everything is going by the minute here. So I do apologize for anyone who was expecting Rory Gulak. I will try one more time right after we're done with Kathy in our 15 minutes of fandom. So guys, bear with me as I work this out to make sure that you fans get the interviews that we promised. So one second. Do-do-do. Okay, so we're giving a call to Kathy, our superfan. Hello? Hello, Kathy? Yes, this is she. Hi, Kathy. This is George from Russell City Radio. You're live on the radio. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. Of course, Kathy, of course. So, Kathy, you are our first ever participant in the 15 Minutes of Fandom. Congratulations. You are the inaugural guest. How does it feel to be the first ever guest when it comes to this segment? Pretty good. I feel pretty honored. Thanks for having me. Of course, Kathy, of course. So basically, let me explain to you how this works. I'm pretty sure our booking agent, Remy, uh, spoke to you about how this is going to work and uh, what it partakes. I want to go ahead and tell you now that you hear voice to voice and not just over anything. Uh, basically, we're going to get to know you as a fan. You know, what got you to become a fan, if you ever had a dream of becoming a wrestler, or if you still do, uh, you know, who's your favorite people, what would you like to see in the business, so on and so forth. So are you ready? Yes. Okay. Wait a minute. If this is 15 minutes of fandom, I'm going to be a fan too. I said, are <laughs> you ready? Yes. 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 all right well guys uh hey you listeners you have to excuse me this is 15 minutes of fandom the key word there is not fandom it's f-a-n dumb (laughs) anyway so kathy 
first and foremost, like I said, welcome. Uh, second off, you know, one of the first things I've noticed while I was taking a look at you as a fan, uh, one thing I've seen is that you're a very big Paige fan. Is that correct? Huge Paige fan, yes. Um, okay. I started becoming, yeah, I started becoming a fan of hers about three years ago in 2015. I wasn't completely on, you know, the train. I, I knew her in NXT. And uh, I wasn't a fan then, but um, being that WrestleMania 30 was in New Orleans, I tuned in to the Raw afterwards, and that was when she won the Divas Championship. And unfortunately, I wasn't a fan then either, but it took me, uh, when she joined Total Divas in January of 2015, I saw how her personality was and everything like that, and uh, she seemed pretty cool. And I just went back and looked at her NXT matches and everything from 2014 with AKB and stuff like that. And she seemed really cool and great personality. And I just started following her. And then I ended up, um, I actually have a YouTube channel that I started making videos because I have a um, background in broadcasting. Uh, I went to college for that, so I have a degree in mass communication. So I knew how to edit videos and things. And I just made a YouTube channel. And uh, started making videos of her, and then it kind of just snowballed into, I actually got to meet her twice now. Um, I went to Dallas for WrestleMania 32. I met her at Access. That was the first time I met her. I drove seven hours to meet her. And then I just met her again briefly. Uh, we took a selfie together at WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. I attended that. I went to Access and WrestleCon and uh I actually attended WrestleMania, which that was my first paper that I ever attended. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. And then I just, um, I actually went to Hot Topic today again to take some pictures of her posters. So it's just a cool, um, I guess it's turned into a hobby or, you know, as the kids say now, I stand her, you know, because she's pretty cool. So so let me understand this, because you earlier were talking about, even from WrestleMania 30, for all those that don't know, like Paige made her Raw debut right after WrestleMania 30 uh, and beat, of course, at that time, AJ Lee for the Women's Championship or the Divas Championship uh, at that time in one of the most surprising wins in WWE history to a point where I believe even Paige was surprised. Uh, I feel like they were just trying to rib her that day. Kind of like say, and for fans, if you don't know what ribbing is, that means almost like uh, joking with you, like pulling your strings. Um, you know, I feel like they were ribbing her because with the reaction that she put, like even when you YouTubed uh, her reaction when she went to the backstage, she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. You know, I feel like she thought it was a rib. So with that being said, you know, I know you were saying, like, you were a fan and that's how you were introduced to Paige. And uh, did you know anything of her when, you know, when she was even under the name of Soraya Knight in the Independence? Or, or is it because of WWE is how you were introduced to Paige? Uh, it was actually through WWE, but then looking backwards, I saw, like, I went through her. It was actually Brittany Knight, um, who she re That's how her name she wrestled as. And uh, I looked through all that, and I watched the Fighting With My Family documentary. Um, it's on YouTube, and that's actually based on, that's the movie that The Rock saw. And The Rock actually made another movie called Fighting With My Family that's coming out next year. 
and it's pretty much about how she found out um, The Rock actually told her that night that she was going to win the title. And uh, she thought, like you said, she thought that that was the rip. She, she didn't even know till that night that she was going to win it. Yep. And, and basically, it's almost like that situation, like I was saying, like, it's kind of like if I was coming up to you, Kathy, and said, hey, Kathy, you're about to win the women's championship, and you're like, nah, I'll go out there and do your favor, but I'm not winning no title. And then all of a sudden, you hear that three count, and it's like, what, what, what? <laughs> they were being serious? <laughs> like, it, you being a Paige fan, of course, Kathy, I have to ask you, uh, being that you connect so well with her, like, in a personality sense, if you were Paige at that moment, like, and I, and I just painted you the drawing of it, how would you feel? Uh, I'd be part ecstatic, part freaking out. Like you said, like, is this real? You know, I'd be like, I, you know, I wouldn't know what to think. And then, what she's been saying in interviews about it was um, she did access and everything that weekend, so she was forced, which is kind of funny because when I met her again at WrestleMania 34, she had done so many accesses and things meeting people, she was horse again. So she was horse and she wasn't even ready to talk to AJ Lee, you know, in the promo about her coming out and trying to, um, She all she wanted to do was congratulate her and then she goes from that to having a match to winning. I mean, it's got to be mind-blowing and just crazy out of this world that that happened to her. And I think it's really awesome, and I'm sure she did too. Yeah, agreed. A hundred percent agreed. So fast-forwarding to the point when you met her, you know, again, being that the fact that you guys connected so well and at least how you felt in a personality sense – when you met her, how did the – because one thing, Kathy, that I always even bring up with my wrestling guests, the wrestlers that I interview here, they, they all say, oh, I grew up watching wrestling when I was five, six, seven, eight, ten, whatever. You know, and they all say, hey, now that I'm a wrestler, it's like a dream come true. Here you are growing up watching wrestling, becoming a fan of Paige, and then all of a sudden, one day – it, it just dawned upon you by saying, you're going to meet Paige. How did that feel? How did that experience feel for you? Um, I actually cried before I was driving to, <laughs> when I was in Dallas, I cried. I'm like, holy crap, I'm going to meet her. And then I kind of just gained my composure. I had a friend with me. Um, he actually let me cut in line in front of him. He was going to meet Paige, and he's like, you know what? Come, uh, come toward me. And I'll let you go before me. And uh, he, so he was kind of egging me on. He's like, you nervous? Ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, you know, be quiet. You know, I'm not trying to be nervous. And so um, I was a little nervous. And I had rehearsed what I wanted to tell her uh, before. So And I kind of messed up like a little bit. But it was um, really cool and I was like over the top. You know, when she took, uh, when we took a picture together, which that happened two years ago and still my profile picture. Like, I'm a forever mid in 2016. <laughs> so uh, I took that picture, and I'm like, wow, like, she's got her arm around me. Like, we had her arm around each other, and I'm like, Paige has her arm around me right now, and I'm taking a picture with her mom. So her, her mom was actually there, too. She had brought her mom um, for WrestleMania because that was her first 
uh, WrestleMania. And so she brought her mom with her, too. So it was just, uh, it, it's out of my mind, like, still to this day. I mean, I look at that profile picture that I have on my Twitter page, and I'm just like, I still can't believe to this day that I met her. And it's just, it's just an awesome experience. And I've met other people since then, and it's just every time I meet them, one by one, it's like I can't believe that happened to me. And I've been really blessed and fortunate to meet these people. Like, even for Paige in Dallas, that was the last-minute thing. She tweeted um, she was going to be there the Thursday at Access. The Wednesday night, she tweeted that she was going to be there because before that, she was only going to be um, – it was a free uh, meet-and-greet at 4.30. And then she posted that she was going to have a general admission access, like you buy the tickets. Um, she was going to be there at 8 o'clock. So I made the decision that I was already going to go to Dallas because I was meeting one of my best friends that I actually met on Twitter through wrestling. So that's like a whole other crazy story. Um, she was going to WrestleMania, and she lives in Chicago. Uh, so, And I live in Louisiana, so I was like, well, you know, we're kind of meeting in the middle in Dallas. So I drove seven hours to actually meet her for lunch, and then I met Paige after that at 8 o'clock. So it was all just kind of, I still say to this day it was the best day of my life, besides meeting her again, <laughs> you know, this past April. <laughs> so, But, yeah, like, there's just so many crazy stories. Like, wrestling's brought everybody together, and sometimes it brings people apart. But in my experience, like, I've had the best, I guess, three years of my life, that you know, all because of wrestling. Well, basically, the and that's great. Those are some great, 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 great stories as far as like the, your experience and meeting. Because let me tell you something, uh, Kathy. If there's one thing I feel about you right now is jealousy. <laughs> because my favorite wrestler, and this is not going to make any sense because it's two completely different people, but my favorite wrestler of all time is Hulk Hogan. We live in the freaking same state, Kathy, and I've yet to meet him. <laughs> but you, wow. yeah, but yeah. you, someone who's lived in two states different from your favorite wrestler in Paige, and you've met her? God, what yeah. jealousy do I have about you? <laughs> so so I, I have about five more minutes to have you here on the line. I do have a surprise for you, which is something that Remy did not explain to you, which we will be surprising every member of the 15 Minutes of Fandom. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll just surprise you now. Basically, with the 15 Minutes of Fandom also includes a special guest host to interview our guest of the evening. And oh, wow. basically, okay. yeah, and basically what's going to happen is you are getting the cream of the crop because guess who you're going to be interviewing today? Who's that? You are going to be interviewing the brother of WWE superstar Drew Gulak, Rory Gulak. Oh, cool. Yep. So you said that you've uh, studied broadcasting, so we're going to be putting you to the test. I'll be handling the interview with him, but at the very end, I'm going to let you go ahead and ask Rory anything you want as far as, like, three questions is concerned, and from there, we could go forward. How, how does that sound? That sounds pretty cool. 
Awesome. Okay, so basically, Kathy, my last question to you is about Paige, and of course, you being a fan of Paige and all. How 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 did you feel when when, as a matter of fact, when Paige had to announce her retirement? You being a top fan, I could only imagine how much the, like sadness was in you when you were saying, "Hey, this this is my favorite wrestler. Now I have to see her in the middle of the ring and cry, crying and saying that her career was over." How how did you feel when that time happened? Well, I kind of had an inkling. You know, she was kind of a manager. She was in a manager role for, you know, with Absolution and everything like that. So I kind of, I mean, she wasn't really saying much, and nobody was really saying much. And there were dirt sheets, wrestling sheets, stuff like that, saying, oh, she's done. And uh, I always said, well, you know, until she's in the middle of the ring saying that she's done, then I'll believe she's done. So actually, like I, uh, like I said, I went to WrestleMania in New Orleans because about two hours away from me. I live in Louisiana. So, um, but I didn't go to the Raw or SmackDown after WrestleMania, so I was kind of gutted to see that. But, um, you know, I tuned in, and she said she couldn't wrestle anymore, and I was pretty gutted. But to hear her be the SmackDown Live's manager, uh, general manager now, is awesome. Because I didn't, you know, at the time when she said, you know, she's retiring and she needs to find something else to do, I was just like, well, you know, she could model or do TV, act, you know, I'd probably see her somewhere down the line. But to actually keep her in wrestling, she shows up the next night. You know, Shane McMahon says, hey, she's a SmackDown manager now. And I was just like, great, that's awesome. So... There's a few times I tried to watch her wrestle live. I had got actually got second row to um, WWE in Lake Charles, and she was supposed to be there about two years ago. But she got sent to uh, her and Mark Henry got sent to Connecticut for the Special Olympics. They were doing an event, so I actually missed that. And then there was another time she had a concussion about three years ago. Well, two years ago again. Um, and I missed her, but I still wore, like, the This Is this is My House t-shirt. So there's a few times I actually tried to watch her live, but I didn't get to see her wrestle live, and I'm still kind of disappointed about that. But um, actually, SmackDown Live is coming to Lafayette at the Kendrick Dome on uh, September 11th, and I want to get Ramsey just to see her. I had never seen her live, never heard her song or anything like that, so... That's what I'm trying for. They actually go on sale tomorrow, like, with the pre-sale code and everything like that. So, and she's, like, the sole reason I want to go see her again, go again, because I've been to, um, I went to a SmackDown Live house show last August. And so, like, I kind of, I've seen, and I got a rant seat. That was my first rant then. And I got a hug from Becky Lynch. And I got to do um, Shinsuke Nakamura's handshake with Shinsuke himself. So, you know, I kind of did the SmackDown Live thing, but now that she's general manager, I'm like, well, I gotta go. You know, I just try to hear her music live and see her live because I've met her. You know, the wrestling fan in me like wants to. You know, I've met her. I want to see her live. You know, do the whole thing, get the whole experience. So hopefully, um, she should be there because it's on a Tuesday and it's the actual SmackDown show. So hopefully I get to see her come out and hear her music and everything, and it should be pretty cool. I'm excited. And 
and I wish you the best of excitement when it comes to that event. And now here comes more excitement for you because we're about to call our special guest interview of the of the night. I'm talking about Rory Gulak. You're actually going to be talking to the blood brother of WWE superstar Drew Gulak. Are you ready for this? Yes. All right then. So let's go ahead and call Rory Gulak. Like I said, I will be handling the interview, and then I'll pass the microphone over to you uh, to ask him three questions of whatever you like, and then, of course, we will end it there. So let's go ahead and reach out to one half of the amazing Gulaks and the brother of WWE superstar Drew Gulak. I'm talking about none other than the amazing Rory Gulak. Hello, hello. Hello, Mr. Gulak. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing amazing, man. How are you guys doing? No pun intended. <laughs> uh, All pun intended. I'm rocking right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the delay. I apologize uh, that I missed the call. I'm literally at training right now, and we were just uh, doing some stuff in the ring, and my phone was on silent. I wasn't even paying attention. And I hopped right oh, out. No I was like, worries, no. It's no worries, Mr. Gulak. We all understand that you have to do what you got to do. For Christ's sake, your plate is extremely full right now when it comes to even being that the fact that you were at the last WWE tryout. So I completely understand. As a matter of fact, I followed your, your story by saying one step closer to the reunite, uh, reuniting the amazing Gulaks in the WWE uh, when you came out of the tryout, and I'm pretty sure like all the butterflies, all the, 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 the fan in you when you were growing up since five years old, you know, was going crazy saying, I can't believe I'm here. Tell, tell me, how, how did you feel with the experience? Yeah, it was a it was a it was an incredible experience. I was sitting there, you know, working out in the greatest facility in the world uh, with the greatest trainers in the entire world. So you got, you know, I'm used to training in a in a in a basement pretty much or a building with no no air conditioning in the summertime, and I'm sitting here in a facility with seven re- wrestling rings that are clean every second of the day. They're they're beautiful. They got wrestling mats throughout the whole place. The floors are you know everything. There's a whole entrance way in there, full gym. Uh, it was wrestling heaven. You know, I, I literally felt like I was in wrestling heaven. So it helped a lot of ways. It, it helped me push through uh, that tryout, and I was just extremely grateful for the experience. No, I would imagine. And, and, and Mr. Gulak, you know, this coming from, again, you know, when you were a fan since you were five years old, as a matter of fact, if I'm correct, you actually went to your first show in 2001 alongside your brother, Drew, uh, and here you are enjoying the the spectacle that was the WWE or professional wrestling in general, and now you get to say that you are part of it, and you are getting to the main stage of the WWE. Like, how does the 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 fan in you how does the fan in you react to something like that? Uh, there's definitely a place in my heart as a fan of enjoyment of wrestling, but. Uh, I think throughout 15 years, you know, you just work as hard as you can and you just pray that this opportunity finally comes along and you just work as hard as you can and you just want to be 100% ready for it. And I look at it as, you know, that's, that's, that's your goal. That's where you want to be. And, and at my stage in my career, that's the top of the line. That's, that's the, you know, the be all end all is to be in that company. So, you know, I, I was very excited uh, and I, I was extremely happy to be there, but yeah, I definitely took that. I, I took it as serious as I could. You know, I went in there, and it, it wasn't a, about a, just a fan experience. 
but it was, it was more or less that the moment of of the hard work you put into it, you know, finally accumulates to that opportunity. And if if you earned it, it's going to show. So that, that's, that's how I looked at it. No, and that's a great way of looking at it. And, you know, I tip my hat off. I mean, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about a fan. I was standing, I was standing next to Scotty Duharty. <laughs> I used to wear his shirt for the WWE shirt. He's one of the trainers down there. Now he's the man. You know, it's 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 pretty cool. It's 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 a surreal experience, and you know, the, it's just it's awesome. It's, it's, I'm a I'm a wrestling coach, and to see, you know, not one coach, but seven or eight coaches that are all masters of of the uh, the the sport and the, the professionalism, and and to be surrounded by that, it's it's just what an incredible experience. And, and you know, now that we're talking about fans, you know, I'll let her talk in a few minutes. But, but basically, we are introducing. Uh, I'm pretty sure you saw it, like uh, when it came to a publicity of this show. Uh, today, we were debuting a 15 minutes of fandom uh, for giving oh, a awesome. fan, yeah, an opportunity. <laughs> to show why they became a wrestling fan. As a matter of fact, our inaugural guest is right here with us today, Mrs. Caffey. She's on the line with us. Uh, she is a huge fan of Paige. And just like what you were just say, saying a second ago, you, it, it, hey, talking about fan, I was standing right next to Scotty Tohati. Well, now Caffey is being able to interview Rory Gulak, the brother of Drew. So, Caffey, <laughs> welcome to the show. Uh, Caff, so... Besides all that, of course, let's go back and talk uh, uh, more about this. You know, obviously for everyone that knows uh, Rory, your brother is part already of the WWE, being part of the 205 Live roster. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that is also a motivation for you to get there. Uh, how, like, is that pressure, like, on you? Like, good pressure, I mean, to say, hey, if my brother can do it, I can do it. Uh, how, how do you work with that? A hundred percent. Yeah, I never. Uh, hey, what's up, Kathy? Let's give it up for Kathy real quick. Kathy, first podcast. Yeah, Yay. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool that you're going to do this. I think that's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's definitely uh, a big opportunity uh, with Drew as my brother. Uh, he kicked that door down, you know, for for me and for a lot of professional wrestlers in the independence and and for for once what was thought never a possibility to, to see my brother day in and day out live on TV and, and to be able to experience it with him. It's it's really incredible. So there is pressure. Is it pressure? Yeah, because Drew's really good. You know, he's one of the, not just speaking because he's my brother. He's he's proven to be one of the best, best wrestlers in the entire world in that ring. And and to live up to that, it's it's awesome. I, mean, I feel like I'm really chasing a dream for real, because not only am I chasing my dream, but I get to do it with my brother. So that's 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 amazing. <laughs> And, you know, just to strike a, a, a fun conversation with you, Rory, you know, how how is it, was your relationship, like, even growing up with Drew? I, I'm pretty sure it was a very good one because you guys did everything together, from going to wrestling shows to training together. But I'm, what I mean was, like, did you, ever, did you guys ever, like, as siblings, ever poke fun at each other by, like, ah, I could do this move better than me, yeah, than you, or, or even at family dinners now. Hey, come on, get up with the program. I'm already in the WWE, where are you? You know, do you guys have fun with each other like that and poke fun? Before dinner was finished, we were already in the living room beating the crap out of each other, hitting wrestling moves <laughs> off off the couch onto the floor or whatever we could do. Uh, even before dinner was finished, so that, it, it usually didn't last that long. Before one of us, usually me, I was the I was the crazy little brother, and I would uh, antagonize it some way or another. So. <laughs> 
you know, and that and that's fun to to know because uh, <laughs> dinner with the gulags. Uh, never finish your plate, but hey, you'll always get a wrestling match uh, part of your entertainment. But uh, but basically. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing we've all noticed, Mr. Gulak, is that in the wrestling business, one thing that's very, very popular, of course, is family, you know, from the Samoans to the Hearts, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. There are so many wrestling families in this business. And, you know, I could see that the Gulaks might be possibly, you know, one of those families because you guys are so driven to do it. You know, Drew's already there, and you are so heart-filled and so motivated to actually get there as well. You know, what differs the Gulag family from all the other families that have been part of this business? That's a good question. I mean, you look at families from all over, different different styles, different ways. Some of them came into the business because their family was already a part of it, and they kind of, you know, generation after generation. Uh, Drew and I, you know, didn't. We have no no connection to pro wrestling. Our grandfather, uh, Gil Gulak, was actually in the circus a long time ago, and he was a flying trapeze artist. So that's how we transitioned to the Amazing Gulags. That's, that was like our, he passed his legacy on to us. So we, we never had a professional wrestler or anything, but we took uh, you know what he would do, and, and we wanted to pay tribute to him and his legacy as the Amazing Gulags. We amateur wrestled in high school, and we both uh, dabbled in college wrestling too, where we competed, and, and we really worked from the ground up to come in from independent wrestling in you know, Philadelphia at the ECW Arena, Train with Cesaro, Mike Quackenbush, Cassius Ono, and uh, work our ways up. So uh, to, to establish ourselves on that ground level and, and really make that impact through to try to get to that big stage, that's it's showing anybody, you know, you put the time into it and the effort, you can do something. Time out. Time out. You said that you, your grandfather, right, that he was a trapeze yeah. artist? Trapeze yeah, artist? Yeah, real famous. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but he's the flying I'm amazing gulag. <laughs> I'm seeing your brother yeah, so, going on by saying no flight. What in God's name? <laughs> he, so when he, sure. when he uh, when he uh, left the independence and he transitioned to to WWE, he he changed his style up. But when we were tag teaming, we were the amazing Gulaks. And usually it wasn't him flying as much; it was him throwing me onto somebody, or me getting thrown, or, or doing a dive off of him onto people. So he never really was a flyer in the group. But um, yeah, he definitely transitioned to a. A little anti-flying right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's another reason to poke fun. Just say, hey, our grandfather was a, a trapeze artist, and here you are saying no fly zone. Come on. <laughs> so, true, true. <laughs> but uh, just, just pun intended, you know. But, uh, you know, yeah. with that being said, like, I, I want to touch uh, based on your amateur wrestling career, uh, Rory, because one thing, and this is even from my own best friend, I hate using this word, so guys, do not use, for any listeners that are fans, these are professionals talking here, do not use this four-letter word to a wrestler, because trust me, it's not. I was trained for two years with Rusty Brooks, and trust me, it is not. You know, when amateur wrestling, when fans even go up to, to anyone, and they say, hey, I'm a wrestling fan. First thing they, they say, oh, are you kind of like the amateur wrestling fan? And people say no, and then they all of a sudden say, oh, are you a fan of the, you know, that stuff, the F-A-K-E stuff? And when I hear that, it's kind of like almost like a slap in the face because, trust me, it's not. You know, you being True. part of both, being part of both oh, yeah. professional wrestling 
and amateur wrestling. Please explain to these fans, you know, how it works in both ways. Amateur wrestling is is a sport in college and high school in the Olympics, and you're not getting paid for it. You don't get paid when you're in high school. You can't get paid when you're in college. If you make it to the Olympic Olympic level, you might get some sponsorship, but therefore you're an amateur. Uh, until you get professionally paid, then you're a professional wrestler. If you make it on TV, you're getting your contract. You're getting paid. So the the the, the best way to, to explain somebody to professional wrestling is it's combative theater. You know, you're going out, you're performing, you're, 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 you're performing, but it is live combat out there. So what we are doing is dangerous. It is real. We're in the ring. If you get slammed and you don't know how to, to slightly protect yourself, you could end your life in any moment. So to say that, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a competition, but it's, it's not a generated sport. There's not um, just one way to win. You know, you can submission, you can, you can knock somebody out, you can pin somebody. Where, you know, amateur wrestling, you point systems, and you have your pinfalls, your basic stuff. You know, there's not, uh, no submissions. But uh, it's definitely two extremely hard things. I've seen amateur wrestlers try to hop into pro wrestling and, and fail. I've seen pro wrestlers try to learn amateur wrestling and fail. It's really uh, two different worlds and, and the same thing at the same time. And, and, you know, that's one thing, you know, I'm and I'm very thankful that you were able to take time to explain to our listeners, you know, for anyone out there that says, oh, if you're a fan of, you know, the WWE, then you're a fan of that, you know, FAKE stuff. And that's not the not true. because all, all you have to do is ask them, if, did they go watch a movie? Ask them the last time they watched a movie. And when they tell you they just watched The Incredibles 2, well, I hate to break it to you, but that was fake. You know, that, that, The Incredibles 2, you know, that, that wasn't really happening. That was animation. I don't know if you saw that or any kind of movie for that sake. You know, you're, you're going for entertainment. You're not going uh, because you want to see somebody get stabbed in the horror movie or whatever it may be, for real. You know? <laughs> You know, because the the great like I don't like to compare it because of these reasons. But wrestling is, you know, no matter which one you're in, is just as dangerous. Because look at the Hayabusa story. Look at the Hiroshi Takahashi uh, story that just happened, where he broke his neck. You know, it's yeah, it, it's it's a a danger. You know, you guys put your bodies on the line every single day, so. That's why I kind of like it, it push to respect you guys for what you do in that squared circle, just like people respect the ones that go out there in high school gymnasiums uh, or college gymnasiums or so on and so forth and wrestle for family or to wrestle for a gold medal in the Olympics. Respect goes a long way. And, yes. you know, and to me, that's what you all deserve. So I tip my hat off to you, Rory, for doing what you do in both sports. So <laughs> my pleasure, sir. So, you know, and this is one thing I also want to bring up, Rory, because a lot of even wrestlers in the independent scene, you've been in this business for 15 years plus, but a lot of the younger independent guys who are just breaking in, there's, you know, some of them are saying, hey, this is the greatest time to be a wrestler because of how WWE is picking up everyone. But then you got your local percentage that are also saying, hey, it's hard to get picked up because WWE is also looking at the UFC fighters, at the baseball players, at the soccer players, at so on and so forth. 
you know, to you being experienced, it, do you say that is getting hard also for everyone, or like is it good competition? No, how, it, how does that work? This is the best time. Whoever says it's the best time is absolutely right. This is the best time in professional wrestling. If you look at it more than ever, they can watch it anywhere on TV. They have NXT, you have 205 Live, you have Raw, you have SmackDown, pay-per-views every two weeks. You know, you have independent shows that run now every week. There's companies that do it every week now. It's, I've seen schools. I've actually been fortunate enough to be able to train with four different schools around the area, and all the schools are just flourishing. Kids are wanting to be pro wrestlers now. And to make it that dream to be in, in, in WWE, is, it's more than ever now. Yeah, you're going to have uh, you'll see people and NFL players and baseball players and models and, and gymnastics people just because they're, they're, they're not stopping at just pro wrestlers. They realize that they have the elite training center, and they can find the elite person to fit into that training center and do what they'd like to make their their um their next superstar. That's what their 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 goal is, and to to have that opportunity now is more than ever. I mean, you know, you you had to be the standard six foot six. You had to be the standard three hundred pounds shredded. You know, whatever you could could think of. Now, you know, I'm. I'm not six foot. I'm barely, you know, I'm barely six foot, and I'm barely uh, 200 pounds. And now 205 lives there. So who has an opportunity now? You know, NXT's there. Yeah. Who has the opportunity? I do. Without those those things opening up, wrestling wrestling at its is at its all time high in my opinion right now. As far as numbers crunching, as far as attendance goes, I couldn't actually tell you that. But I do know from being a trainer, being a part of schools, and seeing what I see, and and being fortunate enough to have the opportunity that I had. Now, now more than ever, you know, this wouldn't have happened in 2000, uh, 10 years ago. This wouldn't have happened in 2008. Yep, because a lot of people used to always say that, you know, WWE is the land of giants. And, you know, uh, like slowly and surely, it, it went from, you know, uh, it, they kind of like shut down the land of the giants terminology when Randy Savage and uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat uh, stole the show at WrestleMania. But then it went back to the land of the Giants, and then all of a sudden, Daniel Bryan took it back and changed it all again. And now you got the 205 Live, uh, 205 Live guys, and it's like, hey, now it's just open to everyone, like you were saying. So, and one thing, I got two last questions here, and then I'll let Kathy handle her three questions that she has for you, Rory. Yeah, awesome. One I'm thing pumped, I Kathy. To- I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, I'm sorry. It's going to be all yours in a few. Be ready. I hope the goosebumps <laughs> are gone. So, so, <laughs> so the uh, – <laughs> wow, that, that was just so random that I can't stop. Now I lost my track of thinking. Thank you, Rory. I appreciate it. Sorry. Three questions left, sir. <laughs> <laughs> three questions. Hey, so basically, you know, one thing <laughs> I've heard, and this is uh, – Kathy, I'm pretty sure you heard this rumor too as a fan – that there was a rumor circulating about a 205 Live Tag Team Championships, especially now that they're establishing more teams on that show. And, Rory, obviously you, you're one step closer to reuniting with the amazing Gulags with your brother, and hopefully either on 205 Live or Raw or SmackDown. You know, either or, you're in the WWE. Who, in your mind... If you did yeah, I'll, I'll be a clown. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't care. I'll be anything. Anything to be in WWE. <laughs> hey, I'm cool with being there. Whatever you want me to do, sure. What were we saying? If you team up with your brother. God, Rory, why do you have to keep on putting me off the mic? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. No, because. 
because for some reason, now all of a sudden, I have an image of you as a clown. <laughs> and no, <Yeah>. not doink. <laughs> no. So, so, I, so, who would, if you had to choose a tag team of who the amazing Gulags would, you, you would like to work with Drew uh, in the <laughs> WWE, what tag team would you even aim for when you get there? Oh man, I'm I'm really curious if something does happen with the 205 Live Tag Division. I've heard the rumors. I I have no no idea at all. No nothing from Drew. Nothing from anybody. But what's confirmed is just complete rumors that are on the internet. Um, so yeah. who knows what that is? That would be awesome if it obviously if it happened and and something like that and the, and the opportunity opened up. That'd be ideal. Um, as far as tag teams, I, I so many good ones. I mean, if if you're looking at people, the Hardy Boys would be cool to to tackle down, you know, throw them down. <laughs> the Gulak brothers take them over. Um, so, yeah, there's so many good teams right now in the WWE. I really like the uh, the Forgotten Sons. They're good. Steve Cutler, Wesley Blake, and Chad Chad uh, from NXT. Just, man, I'm just, you just think about all the possibilities. Really just, you know, line everybody up, and we can wrestle everybody, and that'd be cool. <laughs> So, well, that hey, that's a, a challenge to anyone in the WWE roster. If you're in the tag team, watch out. The amazing Gulags are on their way. Uh, I'm thinking positive here, okay? So, yeah. on, <laughs> on top of that, Rory, I, my last question to you before Kathy. Kathy, I hope you're ready. Uh, and Go, Kathy. Yeah, I hear you giggling. So, last question. You know, I know you said you've been part of the, you know, the business for 15 years. Uh, you've been a trainer. You've been a coach. You've helped uh, the young talents establish themselves. One of the things that's happening right now on social media, Rory, is a topic I want to bring up with you and get your opinion on. Uh, basically, you know, a lot of people are going out and sharing these videos of these very hardcore spots or very crazy spots where, the, you know, something happens. And... Usually on the tagline, it says, oh, said person did it for five fans only, you know, or said person did it with no prize at the end. You know, I could understand where people are saying that, but at the same time, whether you have one fan in the crowd or you have a hundred, you know, you have to entertain that crowd. So what's your take on, hey, yeah, on all I mean, these? Hey, hey. You know, on the take, I mean, to be real, there some people are, are aren't that smart and and uh, uh, do it in their backyard and, and they don't have any any goals to, to obtain by doing something like that, and they're not trying to do anything in wrestling, and and that's where those jokes come from. You know, there's people that I I was a deathmatch wrestler at one point, and there's people that know how to wrestle in death matches and use hardcore weapons and to make the art of uh, professional wrestling with the deathmatch happen. And there absolutely are people out there right now that unfortunately don't know how to wrestle. And they're just doing these crazy things just to try to get attention, and those are that's where the jokes come in. You know, you know, you don't see like Big Japan Rujito and Jun Kasai did this in front of five people because they're doing it in front of thousands of people, and they're making a ton of money off of it in Japan or or some other big show. So I think you know when you when you see it done right, it's it's done right. I've had this this question asked a lot, and, and unfortunately, there's people out there that that try to just do it for attention and don't do it the right way. Yep. And Did I answer that question, that just trail off? <laughs> that was right. No, <laughs> Sorry. You answered it the best way possible, and and you answered it right with the the nail on the coffin. So I thank you very much for that and sharing your opinion. Now, <clears throat> Kathy, 
<laughs> hey, real quick, I, real quick. I know, I know, Kathy's about to start, and I, I've been the guest of the show. But right now, I actually have uh, one of the students here, Danger Hawk. He just walked up to me, and Danger Hawk, you got a show coming up this weekend. And he just, he just happened to walk in right as I was on the phone with you guys. So I apologize, but we have another guest, Danger Hawk from Chicago Professional Wrestling, right here. And uh, Danger Hawk, how are you feeling about today's, uh, you know, show on Saturday? I'm feeling great about it, Roy Gulak. I can't wait. Chikara versus Beyond Wrestling? It's going to be awesome. Two huh. fly. So, so, so that was Danger Hawk walking by. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt that. Hey, I was actually going to... I was actually going to bring up something here real quick. Uh, is he still around? Before I could ask him one question? Yeah, oh, yeah, let me... Oh, yeah, do you want a question for Danger Hawk? Sure, absolutely. Okay, hello? Yeah. Hey, I, I just got a question. So basically, now that you're mentioning this coming Saturday, Chikara versus Beyond Wrestling, you know, you were talking about two very similar uh, professional wrestling companies, but completely different fan base and, of course, different characters and great interactions either way you look at it. What, in, mm-hmm. what can we expect out of you coming into this show? I can't give that away. I mean, my opponents might find out, ah, but you uh, you can expect point. you can expect things to get dangerous for sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> let let me just say for the record, I would love to have you here on a future episode of Russell City Radio. Talk about your triumphs. Talk about your your the road to success. Uh, would you like something like that? Oh, definitely. Awesome. My uh, my well, Twitter is at DangerHawk. 2000. Mm-hmm. My Twitter is oh. at DangerHawk2000. Remy, our booking agent, if you're hearing this, go ahead and reach out to him because I want DangerHawk on the show. <laughs> so <laughs> our our booking agent will get a hold of you, Mr. Hawk, very shortly uh, to go ahead and book you for a future episode. How does that sound? That sounds awesome. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you very much for making an appearance here on Russell City Radio. We'll talk soon uh, when we have you on the show one-on-one. Yep, no problem. You have a great night. You Here's too, Mr. Sir. Gulak. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Mr. Danger Hawk. Have a great day. Good luck at training today. Good seeing you. Yeah, don't, don't piss me off, though. Okay, go. <laughs> hey, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Are we up to Kathy's you know, questions? So, Mr. Gulak? Oh, great. Now I'm talking like Danger Hawk. <sighs> okay. <let me laughs> yeah, he does have a funny voice. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that, but he does. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's now time to let our 15 minutes of fandom uh, guest come on here to ask our special guest of the evening three questions. So, Kathy, the microphone is all yours. There you go. Rory Gulak is all yours. All right. Thank you. Hey, Rory. How you doing? Great, Kathy. How are you? Are you pumped or what? <laughs> yes, that wasn't the first question, by the way. <laughs> no, that's uh, it. You got two so, more. Keep going. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you got three. I'm just, I'm, I'm just about to. I'll beat the genie right now. You got three, three, so, three questions. For people that might not know you all that well, uh, what's your wrestling style? My are wrestling like style? Flyer? Are you a high flyer? Are you technical? What's I'm generally style? technical. I'm generally technical. I'd like to have it as a little kind of like some trickery in there because, you know, I, I imply my amateur background right to my wrestling in the ring. 
but uh, I'm very uh, smart in there. So a lot of people, you know, if I'm smaller than you, I'll definitely outsmart you and figure out a way to, to win the match at any time. And if need be, I will we'll do a little high flying in there. I'm not like my brother, completely anti-high flying, but I, I, I can add a little uh, flash in there. So that's why I kind of asked that question because you said you might want to wrestle the Hardys, maybe you know, if you make it to two or five live and tag with Drew. Um, so you'd kind of be like uh, a little bit of Jeff, maybe, and Drew could be like a little bit of Matt because Matt doesn't do too many high flying teams. Yeah, Drew's broken, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely Jeff. <laughs> 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 we could def- definitely oh do some tables out of chairs. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> no, definitely, that's perfect, Kathy. That's perfect. That analogy, putting Drew as bad and then uh, me as Jeff. I would definitely say that. I've been the more daredevil the entire time we were attacking. I'll be, I'll be doing the crazy stuff. So you'd be brother Rory, you know, instead of brother Nero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brother Rory. <laughs> Little brother Rory. So, uh, my next question, well, um, you said that you went to the Performance Center uh, to try out. How did Drew get into WWE? Did they scout him, or did he go to the Performance Center also? Drew did have a tryout, and then shortly after the tryout, the Cruiserweight Classic happened. I believe it was it was almost a couple months away from each other. And then uh, through the Cruiserweight Classic, uh, obviously, did his thing out there and, and uh, really shine bright and and uh, look great, and and I think you know through the Cruiserweight Classic, you see the the guys who were established. A lot of those guys stuck with the WWE after that, and then some of the people um, went other ways and chose different paths. But that's that's where he came from for WWE. He actually had a match in Evolve. Do you, do you know Evolve, professional yeah. wrestling, Evolve Pro? He actually had a qualifying match for that in Evolve. So he wrestled uh, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, and then that was at Evolve for WWE. And then he qualified through that match to go into the Cruiserweight Classic. Wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, um, that's the one thing I'm glad, like, WWE's doing with all these classics because they're bringing back the May Young Classic, too. Um, they're starting to recruit people. And um, I heard that, um, you know, Celeste Bonin's supposed to be back. Caitlin, so that was cool. It was like they're bringing old people back. But uh, so I guess my last question would be um, if you could, who would be your dream opponent if you could face anyone? Who would it be? My dream opponent. Easily, if it's in WWE, I'd have to wrestle my brother. We've uh, we've wrestled each other a handful of times, but we we've never had a, a moment on a big stage like that, and and uh, we've we've had some fun stuff. And the, my first match ever was against Drew when I when I debuted, and I threw a chair right in his face, and there's a lot of stuff that we didn't really uh, <laughs> he didn't really know about, wasn't too happy about. But uh, that's what brothers are for. So. If I had to pick somebody in a, in a singles match, it'd definitely be my brother, Drew. That would be pretty cool. You bring it from dinner to the big stage. <laughs> <laughs> All the way from the from uh, from Anita and Bill's Gil uh, Bader Gulak is uh, living room to Madison Square Garden. <laughs> right. <laughs> living, living, <laughs> living room nightmares. That's what we'll call the paper deal. <laughs> awesome. Sorry. That broke me down. I'm sorry. I could only imagine... From chicken dinners to main event at Madison Square Garden. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. From sold. We just sold. We just sold a hundred tickets. Yeah. <laughs> we have some Listen, some food out there. Some forks. 
if there's one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to request that match be surrounded by uh, tables of food, as I know WWE does like those gimmick matches with, like, the food fights during special events like the <laughs> Thanksgiving. And so I'm just saying, I'm throwing that out there. Hint, hint. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, did you have Kathy, any, is that all your questions? Uh, I think so. Perfect. Hey, great job for Kathy. Let's make some noise for Kathy. Woo! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> we, we need to get some sound effects there for that stuff, you know? We need some, like, some giant applause or hey, fireworks. we're not that <laughs> Yeah, we need some, some applause and clapping. In yeah, who, who's the budget guy here? Let's get this budget cranked up. <laughs> I'll talk to my financial advisor. <laughs> All right, right now cool. I'm having a hard time even paying my own pockets in this. But, uh... uh <laughs> you and me both. Rory, I... I did, <laughs> I do have one last comment before you go. Uh, I know you were talking about the whole Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, and, and Brother Rory thing. Listen, as long as you don't do a kind of like Los, Con, uh, Los Conquistadors in the WWE with Drew, I'm good. <laughs> so, <laughs> No problemo. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Uh, the last time we saw those contestadors, or however you pronounce their name, uh, was Edge and Qu uh, Christian, if I'm correct. So yeah. please, no more golden attire, <laughs> please. We won't. We won't. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're a little past that right now. Thanks, Donald Trump. You and everything. <laughs> we're a little past that moment. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying because you come from Chikara, and I know Chikara also has some very fun and comic book characters, uh, and uh, you know. Just saying, that's all I'm saying. But <laughs> <laughs> for sure, yeah, Chikar is great. <laughs> it, so, Rory, before you go, I first and foremost, from a heartfelt fan of the Gulags, I want to say thank you so very much for your time here today on the show. It's been a grand honor to even speak to you and learn from you, as far as like differences uh, in this business from amateur wrestling to pro wrestling, to even learning a little bit more of the amazing Gulags to know, you know, the process of what you went through in the tryouts and so on and so forth. So before you go, I want to help you out here. How can fans get a hold of you, like uh, follow you on Facebook, uh, if you have a fan page, Twitter, Instagram, I know that's a thing now. Uh, how can bookers get a hold of you, you know, if, for any kind of booking inquiries? And where can fans catch you next live? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, everything's pretty simple. Instagram, Facebook. Twitter's all at Rory Gulak, one word. That's my name, R-O-R-Y, and then my last name, G-U-L-A-K. It's one word, Rory Gulak. And you can follow that on everything. This weekend, I have a show in Philadelphia called New Moon Rising, if you wanted to come out. It's 3 o'clock. It'll be at the Holmesburg Boys Club in Northeast Philadelphia. And then uh, future dates, I have uh, some other stuff. You can just follow my Instagram and my Twitter, and you'll see everything posted right on there. Well, Rory, I'm really looking forward to the day that I get to see you on 205 Live. Till, you know, till then, I'll be cheering you, cheering for you in the independent scene and hopefully get to see you live here one day in Miami, Florida. Oh, Miami, that'd be awesome. I'd love to. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you guys having me on, Kathy. You guys are great. You guys were really awesome, and I appreciate you taking the time to have me come out as your guest. That was cool. Of course, Rory. Thank you for Just know that now you're that part awesome. of the Russell City Radio family. <laughs> Uh, for anything so if you want just to call in and you know heckle us for a little bit and and rib us a little bit the line is always open for you man uh, thanks guys i appreciate it my pleasure Don't try have to a wear great more night cowboy Roy. Hat. <laughs> wear your cowboy hat 
Yeah, so tell Drew to Drew to wear more cowboy hats. They look awesome on this. More cow, <laughs> more cowboy hats. I'll tell him. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Alrighty, guys, you take so care. Thank you so much, Rory. You too. too. Bye bye. Bye. Guys, that was Rory Gulak, one half of the amazing Gulaks, and the real life brother of WWE superstar Drew Gulak. And, Kavi, I have to put you on the spot. You did amazing as, a, you know, of our first guest of the 15 Minutes of Fandom. Surprise, surprise, you got to interview the blood brother of WWE superstar Drew Gulak. How do you feel? Pretty good. That was pretty cool. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to interview him and to have me on the uh, show, too, as the first fan. Of course, of course. You know, it's not every day where fans or, or ourselves, let's just say all of us, it's not every day we get a chance to say, hey, I interviewed said person. Because you never know if said person is the next main event star of the WWE. So who knows? Maybe you interviewed a future 205 Live champion. Right, and I get to say that I did that, and that would be awesome. Like a new yep. him win, I guess, as they say. <laughs> yep. Point for Kathy. So, Kathy, before you go, let's go ahead and get some contact information for any fans who want to follow you or follow your YouTube series. Uh, go ahead and plug your stuff. Uh, how can fans follow you, or what is your YouTube channel for that way they could follow your page and, and your YouTube series? Okay, uh, just like Rory, mine's pretty simple. Uh, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, and I'm on YouTube, and it's all at Blue, that's B-L-U-E, 70517. And that's all, you can use them all for, um, it's all the same thing. It's YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Perfect. Well, Kathy, thank you so very much for coming on our show, being our first fan on the 15 Minutes of Fandom. Is there any last words you want to say before you go? Uh, just that, you know, thank you for having me, and wrestling's pretty cool, and it brings people together, and it's pretty great. Awesome. Great last words. Kathy, thank you so very much. I hope you have a great night, okay? All right, you too. Thank you very much. Right, my pleasure. Good Bye -bye. night. Bye-bye. Good night. And, guys, that was our special 15 Minutes of Fandom guest, Mrs. Kathy. What a great young lady she is, you know, with her heart in the right place when it comes to the pro wrestling business. Same thing for Rory. What an honor it was to speak with him here tonight as far as getting to know him and the amazing Gulags, have some fun with him, and even talk to Danger Hawk, a cameo by Danger Hawk, Chicago superstar here on the show. Guys, make sure you tune in next week when we're back on the same day, Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. with special guest, former WWE superstar will be here on the show, Mantar will be here. Uh, guys, make sure you tune in every week, Wednesday at 7.30. See you all next week for another episode of Russell City Radio. For then, I say good night and stay real. Good night, folks. <laughs>